What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Mongols brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds outlasted the Legion to move on to the next round of the playoffs. Let's go! I, I thought I was gonna like flip out of my chair because I was just I just kept going and I was like Josh hit it hit it hit it hit it so I thought about making you sweat I was like I won't hit the 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 intro a little bit longer a little bit long oh, I should probably hit it fine <laughs> <laughs> Josh is driving and I'm still hosting we're trying something a little bit different today um, in the past few episodes there've been some like audio clipping and we're trying to see if it's actually if it's actually software related not hardware related so. We will find out. Josh, do you want to crack open the uh, the victory beverage? Uh, there it is. Playoff victory beverage, which we don't so get any of those. <laughs> I, I have thought that like all three of us should have a victory beverage on this one, and then I just totally forgot about it. So that's my fault. <laughs> a lot going on the past few days. It's Josh, okay. I got um, a nice tall beer this time, so uh, uh, I'll be drinking. What is that? It looks like it's like a uh, on it. The Brand is Necro Brewing or something like that, Necromancer, and it is uh, Eternal Dalmatian. Their whole nice. shtick is they do a lot of beers that are from old breweries that have closed. So like they bring back beers that are like popular from like other breweries. Like they get the license to do it. Oh okay. So That's yeah, cool. it's like, like how do they do that? That's like recipes and like everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think they just work with old breweries and old beers that aren't around anymore. Even like types of beers that kind of stuff so they also have like their own unique ones as well but yeah we actually went on a tour this weekend uh on saturday they had a bus tour uh it was like brews and spooky stuff i can't remember how they rhymed it but anyway it was a you ever heard of odd pittsburgh um it's a yeah uh, you know they have like a website a twitter handle uh other social medias and the guy who does that, it was his first time ever doing a tour, a bus tour. So like we just drove around the north side and he told like crazy stories about Pittsburgh and like kind of like scary stories. It was mostly true crime stuff. So it was less scary, and more depressing. But like Ooh, <laughs> how much yeah. people died here? It's like, oh, OK, cool, cool. But there was some <laughs> there was some spookier stuff and like, uh, yeah, it was all throughout the whole north side. So it was pretty fun. I can't remember if we've had this conversation on the pod, but um I've had this conversation with my wife a lot where one of the scariest characters that she identifies in a movie is actually Heath Ledger's Joker, not mm. because he was scary, but because of how close the reality it actually could be. Like you could have somebody that's actually messing with like mentally unstable people and like putting bombs inside of them. And like, it just, it felt a little too close to reality for her. So yeah, but otherwise it sounds awesome. <laughs> Kev, how did you uh, enjoy the game this weekend? It was great. I mean, I've, I don't know. Are we getting into it? I don't want to like, you know. Yeah, it was great. Okay, what else? <laughs> what else did you do this weekend, Kev? <laughs> no one cares. That was a... <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to get into it, and you don't want to talk about what you did. This I just weekend. don't want to get into it this way. Do? I don't want me. I don't want me to be the lead in with such a. I don't know how to lead this in. I'm, oh man. <laughs> 
you know, it, it's early in the season. We'll figure this out, guys. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get a rhythm going. We'll get a cadence. Like, just give us some time. The, yeah. the give us a still few young. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to it. Let's. All right. We're going to skip past, like, anything else that happened this weekend. Obviously, the Hounds won a crazy thriller of a game last night. The final score was 2-2. We ended up winning 8-7 to on penalties. Um, uh, well, I mean, so many emotions, so many crazy things to talk about uh, in this one. Josh, let's start. You were at Bulldog. Tell, talk about the scenes at Bulldog. I know the team had shared video of what was going on at Mike's Beer Bar, and it felt like, uh, you know, World Cup circa like four years ago or eight years ago when the U.S. won and people were just losing their minds. So what was it like at Bulldog? <laughs> oh, it was crazy. I mean, so... Yeah, I was so happy to see that Bulldog, uh, or not Bulldog, but Mike was also full. But yeah, Mike's was full. I think they had over 50 people. We had about 50 or over uh, as well. So both bars were pretty full. Uh, oh, man. It was stressful. This was the most drama-filled game I think we could have ever possibly had with the you know ups, down, well, downs, ups, downs, ups. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was just uh, like... I've never been more stressed at a bar in my life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was fun. There was chance going every once in a while. We had the all the TVs pretty much turned over. Like it's funny because the game, since it went into uh, you know extra time and everything, it overlapped with the Steelers game. We're in a Pittsburgh bar, uh, so you expect Steelers to be the thing. No one was watching the Steelers. Like there was like a couple TVs onto the Steelers just because like you know kind of have to have some TVs onto it. But we had the sound. We had all the people there and like even the people who were originally going to Bulldog for, you know, for the Steelers were watching our game and like you couldn't help but not because like we're all chanting and doing and awing and, you know, like reacting to every single play, every single pass and yeah, cursing at the TV every once in a while. But <laughs> <laughs> and then once the, the game like winner happened, yeah, eruptions. I I got to do something that's on my bucket list. I got to stand up on a chair and yell, "This rounds on me." <laughs> nice. How does that work? Because I saw that tweet. So, mm-hmm. is it emotional reaction, or are you thinking about it? You're like, "Can can my bank account do this? I can do this." And then you get up and do it. <laughs> okay. Well, first off, uh, by me, I meant the Steel Army because the Steel Army <laughs> paid for it. But here's what actually happened. I like. Did a in our we have our Steel Army Slack. I was like, hey guys, like, should I buy a, should, should we buy a round? Like if we win. And then it turned into, yeah, i so then I text uh Jesse, the owner, and he's there. And like he he at first he didn't see my text. I was gonna go over talk to him. Then so I see him like look at his phone, look up at me, kind of like <laughs> turn his head. He's like, have these. I'm like, uh, you don't have to. He's like, I want to. I'm like, all right, fine. So, so he took half the bill. We took half the bill. Oh, that's uh, nice. And he did not charge us half the bill. There's no way. But anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> that's, so, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was really super cool. And it was just eruptions and yeah, it was emotional. It was great. I loved it. So yeah. Kev, tell us about your viewing experience before we get into the details. <laughs> not nearly as exciting. I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> I, we were just, you know, we started the, you know, three hour affair, um, probably longer than that, uh, eating dinner on the couch and then it just evolved. And I was, you know, I kept 
The only yeah, I was like, uh, like I'm gonna make decaf. I was like, I'll make I'll make a cup of decaf like after the game. I don't want to like get up and then you know it's like nine o'clock and I'm like I really want it, <laughs> but it didn't matter, didn't matter at all. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was great. It was tense. It was stressful. Uh, Riley was there and watching it too. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. We uh, we were hiking not during the game. I didn't miss the game, but uh, the scouts. We were supposed to go on a hike in an area called Bear Run, which is down by Falling Water. Beautiful. I mean, literally, as we're hiking, I couldn't hear like more than one or two people in front or behind me because there were so many leaves on the ground that it was just like crunching everywhere. But anything that you would imagine about sort of like a fall wonderland, that's what it was. It was just different color leaves. It was a, it was a fantastic hike. But when we got there, I was expecting us to do a four-mile hike. And all the scouts were like, no, let's do the five mile. And I started like looking at my watch and I'm like, guys, we got to, <laughs> we're going to have to hightail it. So literally as soon as the hike finished, uh, my wife was there with Ollie in the car because they went down to Ohio Pal because he couldn't do the hike with his crutches. They were waiting in the car. And it was like, as soon as we left the trail, I was like, all right, guys, we'll fun. See you later. Bye. Like jumped in the car and like sped home and, ba- and barely made it home in time for kickoff. Um, and then, yeah, just I did not move from the couch for the rest of the game. It was insane. Um, yeah, it it, 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 it it was crazy to see not only all of the buzz and excitement last night that was online, but everything that spilled over into this morning and all day today. And it, we haven't we haven't seen excitement in this team like this in a long, long time, like Soccer's fun again, guys. Like, it wasn't <laughs> fun before this. It was just like, all right, we'll watch the team play. And and to be, you know, full full transparency, there were times in this game that it wasn't really fun to watch. At least I didn't think so. It was just, yeah. you know, they're, they're, you know the, the few times that Birmingham went up, I pretty much just reserved myself. I was like, we're not really generating many chances. Like, this game is over. I said this game is over at least twice and <laughs> thought that it was over. And then clearly it wasn't. So getting into the details, for those of you who haven't seen it, and I don't know who I'm kidding, everybody's seen it. Um, we said 2-2. Uh, Kizza got both of the goals coming on as a sub for Kenny. Uh, and then the pens back and forth and back and forth. Um, I shouldn't even say back and forth. Uh, Wait, save the, the first two. Um, and uh, really, we should have put it away from there, but we did not. So uh, Kev, give me a takeaway from the game. I mean, I was thinking about this as as leading up to doing the podcast. I'm like, all right, what am I going to say? And yeah, I mean, like I in in this game, it sounds cheesy, but it deserves cheese. Like I I was thinking, all right, like you can't throw all of the play out of the window. Throw like any of the chances we did create or didn't create. Throw away, you know, the goals that we let in. I mean, it, everything boils down to, you know, the hounds this team showed, you know, the, the most important things in a playoff game where everything's on the line, you know, composure, bravery, belief, you know, it doesn't matter about tactical setup. It doesn't matter about anything that Mike, you said you, you thought this game was over twice I'm right there with you um, to get an 89, 89th minute tie, you know, goal to push it to extra time and then to do it again. <laughs> and the extra extra time when everyone's tired you have a bunch of subs on the field um and you know had the tail end of the season that we had it's yeah i mean and i i so 
this is this is why playoffs are so great and frustrating sometimes, but great that if you have, you know, yeah, if you have the experience, if you have the emotional momentum, and if you have, you know, the belief that carries so much weight in these games, and uh, and these players, to their credit, showed it, and and it was it was wonderful, and so that's that's all I can say. I mean, I'm there's no there's no way I'm gonna break down like oh you know. Rivera was a little, you know, soft on this or whatever. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like after, after those goals and after the belief they had and after the belief they had in the pens, like, yeah, great result. And, you know, it was very satisfying, especially after what didn't happen last year because of the first round uh, back out that we had to do against Birmingham. And it was great to do it against those freaking fans and to do, <laughs> to do it against those uh, those players. So that was even sweeter. Yeah, I, I nicknamed this episode Kryptonite because it feels like we are Birmingham's Kryptonite. Like they just can't get past us when it comes to the playoffs. The flip side of that, which we'll get to in a minute, is we are now set to face what feels like our Kryptonite and we have a chance to try to break that in Louisville. Um, but let's stay on this game at least a little bit longer because there's just like so much to talk about. Kev, you mentioned, you know, you don't want to pick apart individual performances. I'm totally game for that. That's fine. Um, meaning not. I don't want to pick apart. apart. Yeah, yeah. Not, not pick apart negative performances. Like I right, can right, talk right, all right. day about Kizza and how he, oh my God, you know, yes. like Kizza should start next or maybe not. Maybe he shouldn't start and he should only. That's a question we'll get to. Yeah. 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 Um, one of the things that they, they, you know, to Birmingham's credit, their first goal that came off of that set piece, I don't understand why we don't see more set pieces like that. Like, why don't, why aren't there more trick plays? That's, that's really the coaches. I mean, aside from formation and some like basic strategy, that's really one of the few places where coaches can exact like actual, like, this is exactly what we're going to do. And this is exactly how it's going to turn out in a game. And you just don't see it nearly that often. More often than not, it's just like set up, lob the ball in, hope for one of your center backs to get ahead on it, and that's what you do. And we we did that a few times in this game. It's just curious to me that when it even if it doesn't come off, something like that happens and everyone's like, you know, surprised and impressed and you know, I'd love to see more of that in the game, but we just don't. We don't. That's a bummer. I think um, it is pretty interesting. I I know there has been conversations in different parts of like the sporting world or whatever about that saying that exact thing where, yeah, like to kind of just reinforce Mike, what you said, it is the only moment where you have complete control over a stopped scenario. And Mm -hmm. so everything else is so fluid and so transitional and you can't, you know, so my only guess would be, especially at this level, um, managers don't believe that, the time spent practicing it in practice gives the appropriate returns based off of like what else you could be practicing on. Um, that's what I, that's my only guess, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of it, like pushing forward. I wouldn't expect it to see in the lower leagues first. I would expect it to see it like executed at top levels and then it kind of filter down um, to lower levels. But uh, it is it is interesting, and I kind of agree with you. I think there is an option there to like do some crazy, you know, NFL type plays. 
I mean, but the, the flip side of that is like when it doesn't work, it looks terrible. Like, like it's like taking a short corner. Like, you know what I mean? Like when, when like someone does it and then like nothing comes to it, you're like, they just wasted that corner. Like the same thing happens with these like tricky type plays where it's like, oh, they did something cheeky and they got burnt because they were trying to be too cheeky. It's, you know, taking stutter steps for a PK. It's, it's, it's the same idea where it, it feels like unnecessarily complicated or silly and like they try to do uh, a little bit of like a tricky play uh, in the first half. I believe they also had a uh, set piece outside the box and like three players like ran up to kick the ball and they all like the first two faked like they're going to kick in. They didn't kick the ball. So it's like, oop, oop, you don't know which way it's going to go. Then it's like, okay, you saved it. Like, <laughs> so like it, I, I kind of get why we don't see it all the time because sometimes the more direct route and just throwing in the box and having your players where they're supposed to be, and hoping it goes in is more likely to happen than, you know, pulling off some cheeky trick play where, you know, you, you could just screw it up so easily. So, yeah, I get that argument, but at the same time, that's how they scored their first goal. Like that we were, yeah. we were down one, nothing after that, that was the only differentiator in the game. So yeah, it will be interesting to sort of see, I, I know that like Aston Villa, um, they have a, they have a specific set piece coach that just like comes in and has all these like crazy things work. They rarely do them, but like they scored this week because of like a crazy set piece off a corner. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see more and more teams start to adopt this at the highest level. And then, you know, kept, like you said, trickle down. Um, Josh, give us a takeaway. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's so hard not to just go straight to the end and talk about, is a in like just the super sub situation, but Go like, ahead. do it. Uh, no, we don't have to yet. I, 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 I will say the <laughs> our first goal and having, I mean, obviously, yes, but uh, having Mertz be a part of it was great. That was the first one, right? Sorry, I'm getting yeah. all yeah. confused. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The assist, uh, it, it run and play, it looked great and you know, gave us all hope again. And <laughs> you can't really Mer- Mertz who stole the ball from Ryan James. Which like oof, feel bad for James on that one, but yeah, I don't feel bad. He's not on. I was going to say anymore. icing on the cake. We're talking about <laughs> this is the opposite of feel bad. Just like a, yes, I saw Ryan James come in, and I'm just like thinking to myself, like, crap, he's going to be the one that scores. He's going to be. It's going to be him. It's like it's. it's of course, it's going to be Ryan James breaking my heart. Like I was like preparing for like you know all that, and then yeah, so Mertz doing what he did. That 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 was. Mertz's chance too, where he missed. He was like in oh. the box, and he dances around that play. I would, and I don't know. This could be a little harsh on the. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not gonna be harsh at all on anyone. I, I was. This, I think Mertz is probably the only player that can kind of do that on our team. I, I don't really uh, see. Him. You don't think Dixon would do that, or Ciceroni would do that? <sighs> Maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I hope Cicerone has a great game against Louis. Like that—that that was the one thing oh, about this game. Oh, he looked so dejected. At, like <sighs> Bob was just railing on him the entire game, and I just felt bad for him. Yeah, like the whole time, I'm like, oh man, like this sucks for him because, like, you know, I—I I made the comment. I was like, I forgot he was on the field for a little bit. Like, I like, I'm like, oh yeah, we do have Cicerone in. Like, I did not see him doing much of anything for most of the game, and it sucks because I know he's a great player. He is. So yeah. just he was not having a great game. Uh, I, mean, we left, I we left him in the whole game. Andy missed his PK. 
I was just like, Ugh. like I said, he had a bad game, <laughs> yeah. and that's why I'm hoping he kicks ass against Louis. Uh, yeah, um, agreed. Uh, let's see. I, I threw to both you guys for takeaways. I guess I'll have a takeaway here. Um, so, well, this again is sort of leaning towards. I, I feel like we should just talk about the shootout. But one more thing, we give Lily a lot of crap. Um, and you know, I think there are still going to be some conversations to be had here in the off season, not because we, uh, we're just Lily out. That's not what it is at all. And especially, you know, if we stay on this run, that's going to be a very hard conversation to have. But, um, in this scenario specifically after Birmingham went up one, nothing, you could tell that their coach wasn't necessarily thinking ahead. He thought that they sort of had it in the bag. And so he subbed on a whole bunch of defenders and Lily had the, the peace of mind to not just go all out offense. I think having a player like Danny Griffin in there that can drop back in the center back gives you a little bit of leeway for that. He did sub in a couple of defenders, but for the most part, we were far more attacking and it just felt like, Throughout this game, especially as we got later in the game, it felt like Lily was always one step ahead of Birmingham, at least in terms of thinking. Even when it gets to the shootout, which we'll, we need to just jump into it. But why was Kizza the last shooter for us? Like, you had the whole team, all of these defenders, and then Kizza was last. And you would think that as a forward... You play him early on. Kev, you're shaking. I, 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 for, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons. I mean, I wouldn't equate forward equals being good at penalties. He I think scored it's such two a, other goals in this game. I, I, sure. But I mean, when the other thing is like Enzo Martinez was their last kicker. So like, I, I know like sometimes teams have that strategy of you put your best last in case, you know, you absolutely need it or whatever. Um, I wouldn't necessarily abide by that, but so I don't know. I, I throw penalty kick rotate like order to the wind also because like i i've heard ex players talk about like when you're in those scenarios and you know whoever like the manager or this assistant manager comes up and just like you know you kind of just need to look in their eyes like who can do this like <laughs> who has the stomach for this right now and it's completely fine and legitimate for some players to be like look i can't like you know and and so i I don't know. That's that's kind of what I chalked that up to. I mean, sure, Kizza maybe had a good touch on him after scoring two, and it was in a good feeling or whatever. But you know, who knows? Like I was, yeah. I don't know. I thought Marky Barra had the best freaking pen ever. I was, you know, I was pretty down on Ibarra for throughout the whole season, and <laughs> I, he just won me over completely with the pen that he took. I don't think he ever looked at the ball. <laughs> So hold on. Let's right. let's let's just let's just run through the list here. And I won't necessarily well, maybe we'll say who missed. Toby Sims scores. Danny Griffin oh. scores. What? I was gonna say, quick story about Toby scoring. Uh the whole bar yeah. erupted. I, I don't know if you saw the tweet about it, but yeah, it was hilarious. And Fez, I saw he's in the chat, so hopefully he's still uh listening. The whole bar erupted and we end up doing <laughs> a, a call response chant of oi oi. And then the other half of the bar, Toby boy, 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 nice. Toby boy. And it just went back and forth. And on Instagram, I, I private messaged uh, Sims. And I told him all about that. He's just laughing. He's like, Fez, that's all because of Fez. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I believe he said something about buying Fez a beer uh, when he's back in town. So uh, <laughs> make sure you, you, you know, call him out on that one, Fez, and get, get that beer from Toby. 
I thought it, when Toby came on too and was great. I mean, like uh, he uh, he had a he put a big spark in everyone's step, and it was a great pen, uh, you know. So yeah, bottom left, yeah. yep, for sure. Running through the list again, we had Toby scored, Danny Griffin scored, Deke was scored, and then Cicerone got saved. Ian got saved. Marky Barra scores. Ordonez scores. Uh, Kelly Rosales scores. Jelani Peter scores, and then Kizza scores to to seal the deal. All while Jamali Waite saved the first two, and he saved the all important last one. Um, and the saves didn't seem lucky. Like he seemed to know which know. way he was going, especially that last one. He knew exactly where it was going, and he just sort of anticipated it and got there. So, got to give a shout out to Jamali Waite, who, you know, we we spent a lot of time talking about Danny Vidiello and him making all sorts of saves to help the team get through to open cup and all of that. And, you know, Jamali Wade doing the part, especially as a first year pro. So it's kind of crazy that we're almost 25 minutes into this. And yeah, this is the first time we've mentioned Jamali Wade. Yeah. What a game. Yeah. Huge game. I, I, and the, the, yeah. The, the two saves at the very beginning was just like mind blowing uh, as far as like the yeah. PKs, but yeah. also during the game, his saves were fantastic yeah. and it just kept us in that game. Uh, I think uh, I think it was Mongols. I uh, tweeted out the whole thing. I, Mike, you believe you tweeted out, uh, you know, who was the player of the match for us? And yeah. it was pretty much just up to those two, uh, Kizza and Wait. And yeah, both. I, I picked both because uh, yeah. equally important. And it was just so amazing to see those saves. Yeah. And you're right, though. After those saves, we we're like, oh, we're good. Uh, of course, I didn't feel that way, but <laughs> <laughs> I like kind of did. I was like, oh, we did I did the not. First two. We scored the first two. Like, let's. <laughs> Put it away. One more. We're done. It's over. And then I, oh. I usually I'm not as pessimistic as Josh, but I was actually with Josh on this one. I was like, because like <laughs> I don't know. For me, pens are such just a head game, and like to to get that up, I was like, something's gonna give here, and it's gonna yeah. So yeah, oh. but I mean, gotta say, Ordonez. Peters, Ibar, we start getting further down that list, and I was having Ray Lee flashbacks of just like, this isn't oh going to happen, guys. They're going to miss the net completely. <laughs> and all of them just like stepped right? up. And yeah. I think, I think, uh, um, you know, I think I put it on Twitter like, when did we learn how to take pens? And, and um, Kim Debu, who we've talked about yeah. her son on here a bunch, she's, yeah, uh, she said, since Ray Lee. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> yep, that's. Yeah, and that I was the thing because we talked about that before with this uh, this season. We didn't have PKs this season, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was the one we shall not mention, and it went terribly. So it, it's just the fact that like you know you haven't really seen PKs this season from this team. So it going to PKs, you're like, oh, oh no, like I don't know what to expect. I, this is just it was nerve wracking. And PKs, and you know, like kevin you were saying just in general you, you don't know what's going to happen you have no clue but it was yeah. especially nerve-wracking when i'm thinking to myself like we don't we don't do pks like <laughs> that's not you know something that we're known for this season we don't have a whole bunch of you know fouls in the box where we have a uh, a super fantastic forward who always falls in the box and is able to get us uh, pks like we <laughs> used to have <laughs> I almost wonder. I mean, this is this is this doesn't warrant a long conversation for this podcast. But I almost wonder if, like, if you're the away team in penalties, it actually helps a little bit. Like, just to know that, like, 
That's true. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like, if you're the home pen taker and you walk up and you see those fans and they're just getting quiet for you and they're all looking at you and you're like, please, please make this, please make this. And then, you know, if you're the away, they're just, yeah, okay, they're being rowdy, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. Someone, a player can probably tell me that's full, full of crap, but I, yeah. Well, Liz just posted in the chat that she felt good until the guys started taunting the crowd. And then I got worried. Are you at like, if you were to score in that scenario, are you a uh, taunt the crowd kind of person, Kev? It's so hard. I, from a default stance, I would say no, but I can only imagine that they are hurling like personal things at you. And then, (laughs) and then you score. I, I couldn't help but do it yeah so i i i totally get it the first time they did it i was like oh don't do that but then i was like wait a minute like these guys are probably getting it and so yeah i i totally would have yeah one i don't think it's tactics i think it's literally just the you know adrenaline the moment like you you don't know what you're gonna do after you score that pk like, you know what i mean you're just like wow you're just all over the place and yeah. whatever happens happens but i can also imagine it like you're saying like it gets in or it gets into that team's head as well because like you you taunt the crowd the crowd starts getting angry and then you have like angry fans behind you and you feel the pressure even more because like they're not happy they're not having a good time right now because they're all angry now and like yeah that that pressure has to you know weigh on the team that who's you know that's their fans and they're angry so they feel obligated to you know do something but what can they do yeah Yeah. got to give another random shout out to the uh, fourth official uh basically she had to step (laughs) in after the first official like split his eye open like his eyebrow open uh and she took no crap like she like i was expecting i was like uh like any fourth official to step into a game like that i'm like this is this could be really precarious and she was having none of it and i was like good for you that was awesome um all right can we talk about what took the you know the the ref out and how Everyone's sure. complaining on Birmingham's fans. Uh, they're all complaining, saying, you know, the ref took out their player. If it wasn't for that, there's no way that that goal happens. Joke. BS. It's not <laughs> like my feelings on it is guy comes from behind and hits yeah. the ref. Like the, he yeah. runs into the ref. It wasn't like the ref like juke to the left or the right and like really like right. elbow. Like it literally the guy ran into him. And it's like, how is that the ref's fault? Like and expecting them to stop play when the ball or when that happened behind the ball, it wasn't like it was in front of the play. It was behind the play. Yeah, get over it. No, no think about it. If it's as if it was like a car accident, who would be at fault in that case? Not the ref. (laughs) The ref is like facing ahead, ahead of the player. It's the other responsibility to know where the ref is and not run into him. So got rear-ended. Not his fault. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) He totally got rear-ended. Yeah. No, I, they, yeah, I, well, I the announcer made a good point too, saying like, you know, like the refs are part of the game. Okay. Like, so you have to like, yeah, you can't just run into them. And yeah, like Josh, you said, he did, he just normally followed the play. He wasn't yeah. he doing anything different. And so, yeah, I don't know. I do want to say though, like, I don't know what happened because I didn't think that he would have like got his eye all swollen up. It didn't look like, I, just, I, I, you know, at first I was so innocuous. I was like, oh, just get up. And I, you know, and I was, just, I was like, he's totally doing this because he's tired and he just doesn't want to get up. Like he's not hurt. Talk about and the ref? Like, just, no, no. At first the, oh, okay. the, the player, because the player was down for forever. Uh, yeah. The ref's probably trying to keep up to the play. Can't see a thing. He's like, I hope I hope play stops soon. Like, I can't see <laughs> But yeah, no, that was, that was a wild moment. Yeah. 
Yeah. I even heard someone uh, make the argument that, well, obviously the ref got hit in the head, so they should have stopped play for a head injury. And so that play should never, like, you're reaching so far now. Yeah. Like, you're trying to come up with a reason why we shouldn't have won that game. Like, yeah. I'm not saying the Hounds were the better team, because most of that game, we were not the better team. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this, yeah. it's playoff soccer. It's going to be crazy. Yep. The best team does always win, but it's sometimes better to be lucky than good. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're kids, and then then you're just gay. <laughs> just totally random. I just realized that we all have a window sort of over our what appears to be our left shoulder. So like that's just totally random. Anyway, um, <laughs> that is Mike. That, does, that is very random. Very random. <laughs> just like that comment was, Mike. <laughs> all right. Um, back to before the randomness. Um, but that brings up an interesting point of how do you? So we we got the win. Right. And we're not going to dig out any individual players, but like Lily himself said, we did not play well. And that, you know, weight saved us a couple of times, literally and figuratively. So, like, I don't know how to feel going into this. Wait, wait, by, I think by the way, what, Lily actually came out in a press conference and said, like, we didn't play well, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't a press conference. He talked to John Krasinski, like, on the okay. phone, and John tweeted out the response. Um, I will say that's I, – I would have expected Lily to say that. Right. But yes. at the same time, this is not the time, like, to, to say that. Like, it, it's – you're it not- was exactly like that. He, he wasn't like, you know, oh, we, we didn't play well. It was more like, you know, we didn't have our best game. And yeah, like, yeah. you know, uh, there's there's mistakes that were made, blah, 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 blah. Essentially just saying that, like, you know, typical Lily, if we win a game, he's going to be yeah. critical. If we lose a game, he's going to be, you know, apologetic about, you know, <laughs> the team. Be like, oh, they're, they're great. They're doing fine. You know, just got to power through this. And yeah. Yeah. No, I totally yeah. get it. It's just that, yeah, like we're not we're not going to get any better this week, right? Like this this is the just wh- whatever's going to happen is going to happen in in these next couple of weeks. So like, well, yes, but let me ask you this: Do you think that what we saw last night was any progression on what we did against Oakland to or last week? Like, do you think that we're actively getting better, or do you think we're basically the same team that we've been for the past few weeks? How could I have no idea? <laughs> I, I, the eye test, just just the eye test. No, I we don't played think a worse particular... team last week, and so we looked better. That's that's my eye test. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I don't think we particularly looked better against Birmingham. No, I think we just we were better in the critical moments, and that's it. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm still sort of conflicted and torn on. I, I think we're at the point where, like, you just stop caring. It's one game. And so, like, you go, you play that one game, you give it your all, and that's what it is. And what happens, happens. You throw out everything that's happened before. You can have playoff heroes uh, emerge, like Wait or Kizza, and that's that's all you need to move on at this point. Like, I feel like every, every playoff game is essentially, like, a derby. Like, just form goes out the window for these games. It doesn't matter, and it's just... Now, I mean, quality is persistent, but <laughs> form goes out the window. Whether or not you're playing poorly, it doesn't matter. And you you play, you play with 120 percent with your heart rather than you know your head with all this stuff. Yeah, I feel like we're starting to 
flirt and fall into sort of what comes next. So before we do that, is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about specifically this game? I hope we don't go 10 PKs deep (laughs) because that was just too nerve wracking. Uh, (laughs) I really want to see the keeper shoot. If we would have gone one more round, the keepers would have had to shoot against each other. That's what that's what Riley said too. Yeah. Yeah. No, no thank you. I, I I was over it <laughs> <laughs> after five PKs. I'm like, okay, we we can end any time now, please. I I, I can't handle this. <laughs> yeah. Kevin. I mean, I yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't know. I I don't want to stop talking about this, but I don't have particularly more things to say. Um, I mean, well, okay. Every single one of the subs came on, and I thought did a good job. Like none of them, none of them hid. Um, all of them got on the ball. All of them like tried to make chances and and actually had an impact on the game. That's USL rare. Tactics had a great tweet breaking down this game, or like a tweet thread. Um, and yeah, uh, Mike, you kind of touched on a little bit about you know Lily is known to tinker, and uh, sometimes you feel like he tinkers too much, and I feel like everyone has that complaint. But yeah, this game is definitely a situation where it feels like both refs were kind of playing this game. Um, What's the uh, reference for Tinker, Soldier, Taylor, Spy, whatever that is. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a situation where like both of them were just like, you know, kind of tactically wanting up each other. And it was so cool to see. And it actually like worked out in our favor, obviously. So, yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting sort of le- again, we're we're floating towards the Louisville game, but uh, tactically Louisville will do something very similar in terms of they adjust their formations and they adjust which players depending on who they're playing in what given situation so you're going to see a lot of that sort of manipulation most likely mid-game as well this upcoming week so yeah no listen i mean to uh yang like completely forgot he was even in the team (laughs) and then i think his first uh his first like involvement was great he was just like, I am going to run past you. I am faster than you. I have more legs than you right now. And he just kept doing it. And you know what? I mean, he's, he's the one who set up Kiz's mm-hmm. extra, extra time goal. Um, had a good game. Like, yeah, do it again. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, was, it was great. I was just so surprised. I mean, like, yeah. And, and also, yeah, I don't know. We've already talked about Kiz, but just the impact that he had. It's just incredible. It's yeah. He's on alone. He did not get picked up by the MLS team. Uh, was it Revolution that he was on alone from? Yeah. Revolutionary yep. terminated his contract. Does this mean he could become a official Hounds player next season? Do you think we could keep him somehow? I, I feel like legally he has like we have to sign him like Tuesday. Because oh. <laughs> like, isn't like how it works with a loan is like we're kind of we have a deal with the revolution well i I think technically they just didn't pick up his contract so like i feel Uh, like he's hmm. he's with them until the end of the season right so it's just that he's not going to be re-signed to them next season so we we get to keep him for the playoffs i don't i don't think that's an issue i'm just saying like he's no longer under contract with them (laughs) next season and that means we're not going to be able to do this again with on loan but i I mean after this do, do we try to keep him Look, he's kept Dane fine. Kelly out of an important playoff game, and you know, did he, he scored or did two Dane goals. Kelly keep himself out of a part? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, I don't know what's going on, but That's I true. feel like this might be more on him than on Kizza. Yeah. 
listen, I mean, the year after Mark Forrest was Mark Forrest, we signed him and then he really didn't play again. So, I mean, like, I think you kind of are obligated to keep Kissa around for at least a year. But I, I mean, that's one of the questions that I have heading into Louisville. Considering the contributions that a lot of the guys made off the bench, do you shake up our starting 11 at all? Like, does Kizza make it into the starting 11? That's that's like a tricky – that's really tricky. Like, did Deke would do anything terribly wrong to warrant him coming out? Probably not. I don't, I don't think Deke had to uh, – no. I, I, no, I can't say a negative <laughs> thing about anyone. That's, that's the hard part is – some of the subs, I think, made legitimate claims, Kizza being one. Um, but you don't want to, as Josh alluded to, like tinker too much and during the playoffs. I don't know. That's a hard that's a hard thing to answer. Especially like Dequa, you've played him all season. And to to switch it up now, like, you know, that's gonna that's, that's a hard conversation to have with Dequa. Like, look, I know I've relied on you all season, and in my eyes, you've done well. But hey, he scored two goals in stoppage time and stoppage time plus. Like, I can't. <laughs> so I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's hard. Uh, the other thing you got to keep in mind is like this is also the reason why they came in was because of tired legs and like you know the 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 tactics in this situ- one situation. This player is a better fit for what's going on with the way that the you know defense with the other team is lining up in the offense of ours like it's it's very situational so i don't think you can just be like oh he worked here so he's definitely going to work here like in this next game doesn't really work that way and you know if anyone knows that it's going to be lily the way he he is able to you know break down the tactics of the whole situation so i don't think we should expect to see like just a uh, he's a start next week like i I don't think that's what the right answer is here. I think the right answer is just knowing that we have that arrow in our quiver and it is something that has shown to be a big benefit. And if it tactics call for it, bring them out. Uh, but I don't think we see them start personally. All right. We're done flirting with this. Josh, throw up the, uh, the, the playoff tree here. Let's look at how everything shook out. So look at that. That looks so good. <laughs> it's literally a screenshot from the US site. <laughs> no, dude. I know. I, I I know that. But I'm just saying, you know, to see us, you know, get past for, the first round of the playoffs. Like ugh. for for those who can't see it at home, basically every uh top seed that was expected to make it through did, except for us in the east and Oakland in the west. So the way that it shakes out in the east, which I'm sure is that's all you care about at this point we play louisville on saturday at 7 30 p.m memphis plays tampa at 8 30 p.m on saturday so both games are on saturday basically an hour separating the two of them the downside is that because no other lower seeds won there is zero chance of us having a home playoff game at least through the east uh the only real shot that uh, we could potentially sorry Harry is saying he cares about the West. Let's talk about the West. So all of the, <laughs> all of the top seeded teams made it through as well, including uh, Harry San Antonio, which had a bye in the first place. So they will play Oakland uh, as the lower seed. And then the switchbacks and Sac Republic are going to play each other. Um, Sacramento or San Antonio plays on Saturday 
and then switch back from Sacramento are on Sunday. Um, wait, oh, I can't, wait, wait, what, wait uh, no, what am I doing? These are no all clue. saying the games are on Sunday, but like, no, oh. no. I, I, yeah. yeah. Oh, something to keep in mind. Uh, I, those might be wrong. They might have been said before, but something to keep in mind is that only one team in the West is above us in the standings. So if San Antonio goes through, it will be in San Antonio if we make it to the final. I know we're counting our chickens before they hatch, yeah. but like, keep this in mind. Any of the other three teams make it all the way through and the game would be at Highmark Stadium. And that's the only way we're going to get a Highmark Stadium playoff game is if we make it to the final and one of those three teams make it through. So yeah, and uh, go over. As, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> as, as the comments are blowing up here, um, San Antonio plays Oakland on Friday night. The rest of the games are on Saturday. So it would help if I had a calendar in front of me. I thought that I missed red and saw that there were multiples on the 28th and one on the 29th, but I just, I need bifocals because I'm getting old. So um <laughs> Regardless, that's how the playoffs shake out. And you out. call them bifocals, so yeah. You are getting old. I'm super old. Um, All right, I'm so taking anyway, down the so graphic unless you need it. Yeah, take down the graphic. Before you get so more let's, confused. Let's see. Uh, huh? Where am I? Um, <laughs> I was going to take that somewhere else. We're going to let that be. So the Hounds head to Lynn Family Stadium on Saturday, 7.30 p.m. to take on Louisville. Uh, one of the things I'd like to pick your guys' brain about after we get through all of this stuff about Louisville to sort of set the table, Louisville had a bye this week, so they get a little bit more rest. And when you get into playoff mode, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Um, we played Louisville twice this season. We lost to them 2-0 in April. We drew 0-0 in September. Uh, that was the game where Lily sort of threw the kitchen sink at them, and, uh, and we thought we looked better for it. Since Lily has been here, we have not beat Louisville in the playoffs. In 2020, we lost 2 0 at Lynn Family Stadium. In 2019, we lost 2 1 in extra time at Highmark. That was after we beat Birmingham 7 0. So, not great. Statistically, Louisville are a better team. They're ranked fourth in the league with goals scored. They have 65. We only have 52. They're ranked second in the league with goals conceded. They've only led in 28. We've led in 40. So, that doesn't feel like that massive of a range. But again, none of that matters. It all comes down to one game. In terms of players to look out for, they've got Kyle Morton in net. We know Kyle. He came in second in the Golden Glove uh, with 13 clean sheets. So he's a good keeper. They have a well-balanced attack. They have Wilson Harris. He has 15 goals. Musha Galusa has 10 goals. Brian Ombi and Sean Toach each have nine goals. They also have Cameron Lancaster, who averages basically a goal and a half per game if he actually plays. He only played three games so far this season. And their most oh, recent, that's you know, unfair. I thought. Well, I, <laughs> I thought he was like the second coming of Holland or something. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, in previous seasons he was, but for whatever reason, he's not making it onto the field uh, as much this season. I mentioned a little bit about the tinkering. So in the most recent game against Hartford, they played a 3-4-3. The game before that, they played Detroit. They played a 4-3-3. The game uh, before that, they played a 3-5-2. When they played us in September, it was a 4-3-3. So, like, they're totally going to look at the Hounds. They're going to game plan for the Hounds. And this is just going to be a mental battle between Danny Cruz and Bob Lilly. 
So that's all of the, you know, stupid stats that I have here about Louisville. We all know that they're a good team. We all know what to expect. We all know that they are our kryptonite, and this is our chance to finally, you know, cross that hurdle. Regardless of the type of season that we had, if you can beat Louisville in the playoffs, all sins are forgiven. It's just like and we're taking a step. And you're going to statistically win the USL. Well, I may, Harry has something to say about that. Um, but <laughs> let me let me ask you. I know this is this is purely subjective at this point, but do you feel that having an extra week off in the playoffs is a good thing, or is it a bad thing, Kevin? I think. I mean, I think it's the only good that comes from it is if you have borderline injured players and it gives them another week to recover um, or like severe, you know, exhaustion from playing the same 11 players the entire season or something. I think tempo really matters for important games. And I would rather have played than had like a bye week. Um, and I genuinely don't think I'm just saying that because that's the situation that we find ourselves in. I always thought it was kind of weird. Um, like I think Champions League final, like they get like two and a half weeks off or something before they play it. And I always felt that I was like, I don't know if you're getting the best team like in these finals. Um, the Super Bowl is the same way. They always do two weeks before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know because I. I you're not going to. Yeah, you can't recreate the intensity of a game in practice, no matter how hard you try. And I think, it, if anything, it's almost like how you would like ice the kicker in football. Like I, you know, I feel like you're kind of icing both teams of so just like have another week to think about like what you're going to go into. <laughs> like, and so I don't know. I, I look. There are obviously advantages of it. You can an extra. You know, I, I don't think any manager is going to complain about an extra week of training time with your with your team, but. I will, I, I'd rather take the tempo and kind of the regularity of playing than, than taking the bye week. Total side tangent. We've talked about uh, Welcome to Wrexham on the show before. I'm not through the series yet, but I just watched an episode the other night where there's a number of players who are on the bench that can't break into the starting 11, and they literally, their assignment is they go home each day and they have to play so many hours of FIFA to keep their mind like sharp and like thinking like legitimately the team uses FIFA as like a training tool to like keep your mind sharp and in that game mode sort of perspective. So it is a thing that if you, you know, if you're not getting minutes, you got to figure out a way to keep your mind sharp during that time. Josh, would you take the extra week off or not? So it's, it's kind of good for both teams in their own situations. I feel like if you're the better team, if you are, well, frankly, in the standings, if you're Louisville, uh, that extra week is great because I don't feel like the team feels like they have anything to prove. I feel like they're already like going to be able to get injuries taken care of, like you're saying, Kevin. But I, I also think if you're the Hounds and you want momentum, you want that that feel so like ramping up to this game is great for them i i would rather like in the situation the hounds it's good that the hounds didn't have a week off and it probably doesn't matter much that louisville had a week off for them so it's 
it kind of is a wash. I feel like in my in my mind because the Hounds needed to play consistently to get this ramp. Obviously, you have to win the playoffs to get to the next round anyway. But in general, having two games that were winning games in a row and feeling like you're kind of like on the upswing is important for them going to this game. Whereas Leville probably doesn't make a big difference that they had a week off uh, for their consistency in their play. I I want to just reinforce the point you made. I agree. I think most other teams a week off can throw you. Louisville yep. has been here so many times that yeah, I think you're right. If you're Louisville, yep. are you worried about playing the house, Kev? I mean, I don't see why you would be. You know, I, I the only thing is what I, so Louisville beat us twice this season, right? I'm pretty sure. No, I know we no, no, lost. No. They won. Draw. They won. They won one, and we drew one. Okay. Well, then never mind. I was gonna say like some, sometimes if you beat if you beaten a team twice, you know, some people say like it's hard to do it a third time, right? Like uh, just mentally or whatever something happens. But no, I don't. The only is like such such an emotional momentum push that game was that would be the only thing i don't think it's anything particular about us that louisville would be worried about more than any other team is it weird i think the fact that we're going into lynn stadium again like and we beat them there before and like was it the first game of their season when they for the first game in the stadium first game in the stadium we beat them there yeah so it's kind of weird that i feel like that is almost like a mental thing that goes in our favor that we're playing it there um, as much as playing away can be a favorite, at least it's not like a really far away away game. You know what I mean? Like it's still a relatively close game. Um, but also with that, I I kind of feel like it doesn't matter who Louisville's playing against. If you're a player and a coach, like just the organization in general, you're afraid of any game. And the you know what I mean? It's a playoffs. Like yeah. you have to be concerned it's not like you're like oh we're playing the hounds it's gonna be a cakewalk it's more like it's the playoffs who the heck knows like as we saw with the, their last game doesn't mean they're the best team but they definitely got through so it's like it, that could happen to us so y- you just have to be afraid and especially with a, a a team that won like we did last week or this weekend it's a situation where it, you feel like you know they're super pumped and they're coming in with this momentum and with this like, you know, feeling of invigoration where they're, they're going to give it their all and they're just flying on high. So those things I feel like do have an effect on the game. Yeah. Harry just uh, pointed out that in 2019, the last playoff game between Pitt and Louisville went to extra time would not shock him. If this one goes to extra time as well, I could see that I could make the argument on both sides of it where, you know, the Hounds should go in and play better and looser because there's no pressure. We're the lower seeded team. We're away from home. Everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, but people expect Louisville to win. So that allows you to play a little bit freer. But then on the flip side, we saw what sort of reaction we got when we played Louisville at home. And we sort of got a bounce and a push. And same thing with Oakland, where the home crowd can really sort of get behind you and and help push you forward. So it's it's so hard to tell it's a playoffs like anything can happen um that said prediction time 
there's no prize on the line yet, but let's pretend that there is. So let's go with a realist. Oh, that was one thing too. Um, I apologize. I meant to do this earlier and I totally didn't do it, but I'm going to pull up Twitter real fast. What we had done, and we'll do the same thing for this game here coming right. up, is um, I made a comment about the fact that uh, people could submit their prediction for the score, and anybody who got the prediction right uh, had a chance to win a Mongols hat. And the thought was just that if we had multiple people um, pick the right score, then we would just sort of pick at random who would win. We did not have anybody say, 2-2 two, two, and then 8-7 in overtime. So that just didn't happen. Um, surprise. Close, surprise. Score yeah. <laughs> we had a couple of people say 2-1 to one hounds, 2-0 uh, hounds, but there was no draw. And so... I mean, look, um, I said 1-1 one, one win on penalties. I was kind You did. Close. You did. But you don't get a hat. You weren't here. You, you don't get a hat. <laughs> um, so the question is, is we'll put up the same thing. And if you get it right, uh, and if, if it's something like one nothing, and like 800 people say one nothing, then we'll pick one or two from a hat and we'll send them a hat. But uh, let's do realistic score predictions here. So Pitt travels to Louisville. We play Saturday night, 7.30. Kev, I'm picking on you first. Give me, give me a score prediction here. Maybe I'll send you a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's... I think I, I'm going to go with my same thing that I said last time. I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. We win on pens. How many pens? Oh, come on. You're kidding me? <laughs> There's no, no chance. Josh? 1-1. One, one. What was the score that we beat them uh, at the, the stadium opening? I think it was 2-1. They scored two, the one? first. Yeah, whatever it is, that's what I want it to be because I think that'd be hilarious. So, if it's two one, I'm trying to look it up. I was I can't remember the score line, but that game I wanted it to be the same score line. <laughs> Let's see. Fez said Lou Lou two Hounds three Sim scores in the last minute. Of course, it would be. Uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve said three to one. I'm assuming he means Hounds, but he didn't clarify. So you got to clarify. He did that Steve. on purpose. He did. Harry said he thinks Lou City two, Riverhounds one, and he hates to say it. So we're getting a lot of uh, How a lot dare of top tier lives. Stop. How Listen, dare you? Harry's allowed. He's not like a diehard <laughs> fan. I was like, he's not um, even a Riverhounds guy. He's he's that's right. Yeah, San Antonio. That's right. He's well. We'll see if he uh, if he ends up watching that game since his team's playing Friday night. Um. Uh, what do, what do I think? I like the. Uh, I like, oh, there you go. Steve said three to one in the Lynn Stadium opening. So, Josh, do you want to change your, your pick to three to one? Because that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, that, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like the draw. I, I, I already have a hat, so I don't really care. I'm going to flip it. I'll say two one hounds, but in extra time. I'll say that it's the inverse of what happened a few years ago where they came to Highmark and they beat us two to one in extra time. I'll say two one hounds in extra time. Um, oh man, but I'm, jeez. Oh, Liz said with a Mertz header. So there you go. <laughs> That's been my call all season. So now the cat's out of the bag. Now that people realize that you could call a draw with pens, like <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of those. So I'll, I'll put out a tweet again uh, as we get closer to the game this week and everybody, 
um, share your thoughts. And like I said, closest ones, we'll get a, a house hat and we'll go from there. Um, gentlemen, anything else? I mean, oh, so there, the, the team has already said there will be a watch party at Mike's. Josh, I'm assuming you guys will be back at Bulldogs. Yeah. You're nodding your head. Uh, another uh, free round to everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see uh we're also trying to figure out uh way tickets and bus and all, or not bus we can't find a bus we already tried they're they're all booked up and uh but we're trying to pull as many strings as we can see if we can do like a caravan type situation again uh there's talks of maybe trying to a couple sprinter vans like we'll see if anyone's available to do those uh yeah we want to get uh, a crowd going to the stadium because it's, it's a pretty close away game and you know the Second round playoffs doesn't happen much for the Hounds, so uh, want to make the most of it. So, if you're interested in going, uh, if you're not on the Discord, jump on the Discord or just uh, maybe leave a uh, DM to the Steel Army account. Anything kind of get a hold of us, we can try to plan it all out. And uh, yeah, let's ho- hopefully we can get a good crowd going to Louisville and uh, make a presence. Jose, I think the Hounds have only made it to the second round of the playoffs one other time in the Lily era, and it was against Louisville. Louisville. So lots lots of glass ceilings we're trying to break here uh, with this team this week. Beat our kryptonite, get past the second round. Let's see if the guys have it in them. I have faith. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, uh, well, what was it? We, We did the tweet at the end of the game just saying what just happened. And uh, Toby Adewale uh, did a, like, mind-blown thing. And we said, we miss you, Toby. And he said, we miss you, too. And I'm like, there's so many of these old players. And I'm just like, ugh. That's why, you know, the whole um, uh, Ryan James thing, I still, there's still a piece of me. It's like, ugh, him and Tommy V. But I feel like after a few years, we're just going to know everybody in the league because at some point they'll have come through Pittsburgh and that'll just be what it is. But, yeah. Um. That feels like a weird place to end this, but anyway. It does feel like a weird place, Mike. These are a great group of guys we have. We're happy with <laughs> The people we have on the field right now. That's right. <laughs> Listen, with Jamali wait behind us, you know, anything is possible. So it'll be very interesting and a lot of fun. If you're around and you want to go to Louisville, as Josh said, let Steel Army know, get on Discord, send a message, whatever. If you're not going, get the Bulldog, get the Mike's, get video, share it online, regardless of what happens. I'm sure it's going to be a big party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, guys, any other closing thoughts for this one? Let's do it again. Second, yeah, let's let's do this again. Second round of the playoffs doesn't happen often. Enjoy it. And uh, yeah, make sure you're you're going somewhere and celebrating because this, this is great. Yeah. Well, thank you. Let us know what you think. We let us know, or no, wait, what? There, oh, there you go. You caught yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, let us know what you think. We let you know what we think. It got backwards. Anyway, weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. We are proudly part of the Beautiful Game Network, which is home to more than 100 volunteer writers and podcasters covering local soccer. Help us all keep doing what we're doing. Head to bgn.fm. Click the donate button to help us cover expenses. We appreciate the support. Otherwise, thanks, everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.